0: You're listening to your United, United Q, Q podcast. United Q. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Commando Joe, and Smoke with Shaq, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top notch service and free advice for beginners to pit masters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet supply in the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Marlow Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello.
1: And on today's podcast, it's uh, time to be putting up with just me and Dan again because we love the sounds of our own voice so much. We're back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm good, man. How are you?
1: Um, I'm good. You're really, really crackly now though. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Am I still?
1: Uh, maybe it's alright now. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I think it's alright now. Okay, you back? All right, that's all right. I'm back. I, li- back I like business. to. I like us to maintain a very high quality broadcast. You know that, so it's good to oh, really. <laughs> you, we get that feedback from people all the time. You know that. W-
0: when did this start? <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, so on today's podcast, I think that with christmas approaching soon and all of the adverts are on big time how are they over there do you have like lots of christmas tv adverts in kl do
0: you know what right uh we, we don't watch any tv to be honest we do watch tv that's alive, but we just watch netflix now uh and, and rugby when it's on we don't watch any other tv now and we don't really have a lot of time to but What has surprised us over here is that the amount of, I don't know, just the amount that Christmas is actually being celebrated. So, Diwali was like a month ago, which is the Indian celebration of, oh, it's not the Indian celebration, uh, but it's the celebration of light. And uh, that is the sort of uh, equivalent over here to Christmas, we were told. So, uh, we were sort of expecting there to be nothing of Christmas. So uh, we were really surprised to find that literally every mall we walk into has is absolutely decked head-to-toe in Christmas decorations. All the kids here are super excited about Christmas. So, so yeah, it's been a really, really nice surprise, actually, because we were thinking uh, Christmas isn't actually going to be celebrated here at all. So we were ready to be a bit bummed out and just like, do you know what I mean? Like not really getting into the Christmas spirit, but it's actually been really, really, really nice so far. So So, yeah, we are really getting into things and – on the flip side, obviously uh, today is Thanksgiving in the yeah. US, and uh, and I've been seeing loads of people building up Thanksgiving, talking about turkeys and this and that and what they're cooking how they're cooking it. So that's also got me excited, and I've been seeing the uh, Thanksgiving posts rolling in. So so yeah, that's been that's also helped get me into Christmas mood. I know it's not quite Christmas, but it's yeah. basically like an American fake warm up Christmas. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I should have been a bit more switched on Ooh, to it. Because... just been
0: unfollowed by a few American listeners, Ooh. thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I should have been a bit more switched on to the old Thanksgiving thing, I always I always like remember it to last minute all the time, but I've got this weekend planned to film a little video doing a turkey on the Jotisserie, because I haven't done that before, I've done plenty of chicken on it, but I thought I'm going to go for it this year and do a turkey on it, so I'm going to... Be doing that because we're having family over Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve Eve. Is that a thing? But we're having family yes, over Christmas Eve Eve. Um, mm-hmm. to, and I normally just we do our turkey obviously in the barbecue. But I thought I'm going to do it two different ways. So I'm going to do the jottisery turkey for Christmas Eve Eve, and then, well, I guess. If it turns out absolutely amazing, maybe I'll do it again like that on Christmas Day. But yeah, um, but I'm thinking at the moment that I'll stick with my traditional way, like like we set out in our book, I guess in on Christmas Day. But I'm going to give this jottisery turkey a go, and I thought it might be cool to make a video out of it as well. So probably should have been a bit more switched on and could have put the the video out as a Thanksgiving video as well. But yeah, it would have been people nice. have to wait now. It's going to be a Christmas video. So see that <laughs> see that one in a couple of two or three weeks' time.
0: But. I think, like, the Christmas Eve Eve thing, I think it's, like, the modern involvement of families, though, where there's so many, like, the way families are all split up now and this and that, and we all have husbands, parents, wives, parents, and... friends you want to have celebrate christmas with it's the like the modern sort of way of living you have your christmas your christmas eve your christmas eve's eve you got your boxing day celebrations where we go around to our Mm. our friend's house every year we all like cook up again so it's like we've like evolved it into like a big few days feasting where one day feasting wasn't quite enough so now we've basically turned it into five days of feasting and then a whole month of build-up of cheese and stuff just in case we haven't quite got to grips with what it could possibly be like on Christmas Day. We do a lot of warming up.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, the build-up last year, I think, because we, we wrote the Christmas book last year, like we were cooking so much Christmas food way before Christmas that we, <laughs> we were like Christmas food overload last year, weren't we? <laughs>
0: I know, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, the amount of Christmas dinners and stuff that I'd cooked <laughs> and Christmas sides and stuff. Because when you're like, when I say, when you're writing a book or when you're writing mm. a cookbook, uh, not that we've written like a huge, huge cookbook, but we have written a uh, a smaller cookbook. It's 50 recipes in it, isn't it? 50, 50? Yeah.
1: yeah, 50 recipes. Yeah, so there's,
0: there's still a good amount of recipes, but I mean, so let's just say we split fit 25 recipes each. But you're not going to cook your full meal every time. So I ended up like cooking loads of random sides with like with dinner on all these random nights. But so much attention went into these random sides for the cookbook that uh, I actually ended up just like the dinner was just like a cast off. It was like such a weird amalgamation (laughs) of food for like two, three months whilst we're putting together the cookbook. It's really funny. So again, it's not just like you cook the recipe once, you 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 cook it over time, you test it, you test it with your family and friends and you add things. When you're happy with it, then yeah, you put it into a book. But but yes, it's, it was a definite interesting journey and definitely got us eating loads of Christmassy sort of inspired food for a long time before Christmas.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I think okay. it started like September, wasn't it? Like all yeah. like August, yeah. yeah, August, September. I think it was just after
1: we'd finished filming for My Kitchen Rules, we were like, yeah. right, let's crack on to the next thing. Let's get the book writ
0: <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. So we were eating in the summer. We were eating Christmas dinners basically. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a bit of an odd year last year, but uh, quite the difference here. I don't think I'm going to eat anything Christmassy right up until potentially Christmas Day. Uh, I might see what I can do in the in the lead-up time, but but yeah, it'd be interesting. you
1: going to go for a traditional turkey out there.
0: I think so. I think because, see, this is this a is discussion we're having at the minute, so I've got family coming over from the UK, and we're sort of discussing, oh, what are going to do, blah, 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 blah. I think for me and Sarah, I think because we we live over here and we we literally eat no Western food at all, that it will be quite nice to go traditional, I think, for Christmas.
1: Sure, I so saw you eat bangers um, and mash the other day.
0: Yeah, well... <laughs> That was the first, yeah. Well, that was probably the first thing that we. Uh, I made some homemade Yorkies, yeah. and uh, we got some. They were actually taste, taste of, uh, taste of Britain award-winning sausages that we had. We found out here in a, in a supermarket. Uh, so yeah, so we got, we went full British, and I made like a nice homemade gravy and this and that. So so yeah, uh, it was that was a really nice meal. But okay, that's that's <laughs> that is one meal Apart a month, <laughs> uh, like six months worth of five months worth of eating just asian food yeah. which has been phenomenal don't get yeah. me wrong yeah. Yeah, right It's it'll be nice to to go traditional i think sarah as well will particularly uh, want traditional sort of roast dinner so yeah i think we're going to go for the traditional turkey
1: yeah you'll probably have it the other way around though from your family because obviously they haven't been experiencing all the, all the foods that you've been experiencing all that time so yeah they're, they're probably looking forward to the other way around to come and experience more of the food of your culture now
0: they definitely are but i think at the same time they're coming for like uh three weeks that yeah i I said i said like we will be eating all sorts of stuff the whole time one meal we can we can have it uh traditional so i think we've managed to convince them but we'll see we might have a bit of conflict who knows but what's christmas without conflict with the family
1: no it's part of it it? (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah it just felt it felt like the right time to do like a Christmassy build up podcast at the moment just because everyone does plan well in advance i've already ordered my turkey for christmas and um, james lowe sent me an email the other day saying he's taking christmas turkey orders and stuff now so it's it's definitely on everyone's getting in there now to make sure they've got everything ready for the big day
0: so so what have you what have you ordered and what have you got for your jotisserie cook coming up
1: yeah so the jotisserie cook i'm gonna do the whole turkey on because um, actually uh, on Christmas Day last year, I only did a like large turkey breast, mm-hmm. uh, and, you love and yeah, love it. And then wrapped, we did the like bacon weave wrapped around it, and that's yep. and that's kind of all we need. Like it's, a, I love the size of that, and it's that like, it's everyone's favourite part of the turkey. So from that side of things, like, I probably I have ordered that already to go for the Christmas Day again. Um, but depending on how well this Jotisserie turkey goes, it could see, see a change maybe. Who knows?
0: Cool, cool. And you're leaving it whole and you're not going to do anything to it because I've seen like a be quite cool to to try one time, like a turkey sort of ruler. Uh I've had it before where basically they've had a, like a holder bone turkey and they've sort of like uh, – I mean, what would you call it? You call it like a, a pol- porchetta, yeah. for instance, where they've sort of stuffed it with with all sorts, mm. rolled it then up, and then uh, basically tied it so it's like a roll. And that would be awesome in the Jotisserie as well. That would work really, really well in the Jotisserie mm. where you have like this amazing crisp skin, and and just the absolute delicious meat on the inside. You can even wrap it in bacon, and again, a bacon weave, for instance, for like, the first half the cook, then to keep it moist and keep the skin from like overcooking and then you could then take that off and finish it off uh with just the skin so that would be really nice it crisp up beautifully and also you'd have that sort of bacon dripping going in there keeping the turkey nice and moist so yeah that would be really nice we mm. we had I
1: think like, you put uh, a bit it, of spanner in the works there because i really like mm. the sound of that it sounds mm. the one i had wasn't
0: one. cooked on a on a barbecue at all someone else yeah. cooked it for me, and and I just had it, and it was really nice. It was a really nice way of cooking a turkey, actually, because it was, it was incredibly moist, mm. and uh, it was it was really really tasty. They managed to get a load of flavour in, because obviously you roll it up, so you've got all of the, you pack in whatever you want packed in. So it was it was a really really nice uh, difference actually, and the way they sliced it up and stuff, you had this beautiful sort of uh, well, you know, like a, po- a porchetta slices yeah. like, and you yeah, see much. all the, the filling around in the circle, and it was it was beautiful actually. It was a really nice way of serving the turkey. So yeah, uh, so yeah, that was that was just wondering that'd be really cool to do on the Jotisserie as well, I think. Mm. Maybe a third if you've got a third Christmas dinner in there, maybe, maybe go I'm for sure it. I'm sure
1: we can fit another one in, it's not really a problem, is yeah.
0: it? <laughs> See if James Lowe will debone a turkey for you yeah, and set yeah. it down. Yeah, I'll get onto James in a minute. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh and I did a I did a turkey crown last year. And uh I'd, I'd, again bacon lattice it as, as well as bacon weave on top but I think my I think my issue is I think this year what I'm going to try and go for is a small whole turkey because I feel that like breasts you miss out on the sort of the dark meat of the turkey and I feel that for me that's my favorite but again mm. the family don't really eat a whole whole turkey big turkey is always too many leftovers that's why we switched up this year to the crown so i think might like, to go for like a small whole turkey it's the best of both worlds and i can maybe then at least uh, go for like the best sort of quality turkey i can get but on a smaller scale so i can afford to spend a bit more on my turkey because i'm getting a smaller bird so that might be the best way to go for it this year
1: yeah unless you went for like three different meats i think last year as well didn't you
0: yeah last year we did the uh, we did some uh a pork we did we did a pork that's really a good descriptive way of saying it yeah. and we also did a joint of beef and also yeah the, the turkey crown with the bacon weave so we did all three meats uh smoked all three of them and i had that I had all three meats on one pro and i had all my sides on another pro so so yeah and then so i did it all, all on two Pro-Q smokers and yeah it was, it was it was absolutely beautiful actually really really good dinner and uh, yeah, made a lot of people happy.
1: Yeah, food does that, though, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, what, what's your what's your technique when it's it What what are you going to be doing with your turkey this year?
1: I guess, I guess we like we're always going to come back to that debate, aren't we? Of whether we brine it or we don't brine it. Um, I was thinking, I, I As you know, like, I didn't brine last year. I didn't brine it at all. Um, I know you did and I think I'm thinking I might go for a brine on this one that I'm gonna do on the Jotisserie. I think yeah that could work so I'm gonna probably use I'll use the like brine ingredients from our from our book because that works really well with the it's got loads of different flavors in it and we've got like the juniper berries and the fennel and mustard and put all of that stuff into it the bay leaves and stuff and go for a, like a nice brine on it first then I'll get yeah just keep thinking about this kind of deboned turkey now but I'm going to stick stick to what I'm doing first and then i am going to come on to that one later um but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so I'll be going for, going down that route I think so I just I think that the brine will work well with the jotisserie like type technique with it
0: yeah, cool. And I mean, something else, another span that's been thrown into works this year is the the option of a, a dry brine as well, and, and that's mm. something else I'm considering potentially doing. Last year, I discovered a really cool way to to brine, and I used the because uh, uh, obviously turkeys are huge for yeah. one, so how do you brine it? So then I got talking to a few people, and the the what was decided is the bottom drawer in my fridge. I took it out, cleaned it out. Chucked the whole turkey in there and i brined it in there in the fridge so i kept it at safe temperatures during the brine and brined overnight in the big bottom drawer of my fridge so i didn't have a, a clean enough bucket or anything big enough for the turkey so so yeah that was that was a cool little thing to do a nice little nifty trick there if you want to do that but yeah the option of uh of dry brining it's come up this year and i've uh, been chatting to a few people about the dry brine and uh, and I don't know, it's, uh, people are saying that, again, it's it's a really interesting way to get what they thought compared to the wet brine was actually even more succulent turkey. So I might give it a try. I do believe in, in, in the brine. I believe the wet brine has, has helped me uh, put out the best turkeys I've ever put out previously. So I'm all for trying new things and trying to improve. So I mean, that might not be down to the brine, but from a process of elimination of, of of how I've done things, I do think that it is, the brine has something to do with it. Uh, well, you had so, to do yeah, something,
1: um, didn't you, to get yours a little bit better. So.
0: Yeah, I no, because I was just using your recipe, which is awful. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I had to change it up completely.
1: <laughs> my, my, last year, my Florida smoked turkey legs were, like, kicking off big time, right? Everyone was loving them. We did it on quite a few different occasions where we had people around. Um, it was all inspired from my trip to Universal Studios last year when we got to... Was it last year? Was it the year before now? When did I go to did Florida? You, yeah, it was, I guess it was last. Yeah, it was last summer, wasn't it? Like, not the yeah, because it, it was
0: just the fact that they sell, they sell smoked turkey legs all year yeah, round. So yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a Christmas thing yeah. over there. But you brought it back and made it into a Christmas thing here.
1: Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm like already getting on it. I've... Been speaking to the butcher about it had potential a few little um catering events coming up and stuff and i was like right how many turkey legs can you get and i know you, you added them on the menu when you did the plymouth food festival last christmas Yeah, i did you? a
0: catering gig and i did yeah did some turkey legs on there you one thing you found out was how cheap they are basically uh, yeah. but some butchers are basically giving them away yeah. what was your butcher doing like free for, free 99 for three for ninety nine or something yeah, 99, 99 P each. P each yeah Okay, so it's cheaper to buy one then. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It, was, it wasn't free for three pound. You made that up. <laughs> they were ninety nine p each, which was, was about three for three poundish. <laughs> <laughs> three
0: for two pound ninety eight. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good deal actually. You got. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy though. The amount of meat, yes, yeah, so much on time. one of these legs is crazy. Ninety nine p. I mean, how much do people spend on a turkey? Imagine going out and buying like a leg each for yeah. each person coming out. That's like a fiver. A family of five, it's like a fiver on yeah. like your meat for the the Christmas dinner, and everyone gets a leg each. That'd be a sick picture as well around the table. Yeah. All five of you with a big leg each in the hand digging into it. That because they are just like dino legs. They're just so big and just it's just super cool on the plate. They just look so good. Yeah,
1: I just I was going through like photos from last year on my phone and. I came across one where I'd cooked obviously probably from when we were cooking up stuff for the book and I found a plate food where it was like little roast dinner with this massive turkey leg going right the way across the plate and I think at the time I, I'd bought four of them so like the whole family everyone had one but it was just ridiculous we ended up like taking them all back off the plates and I think we just used one for like all of us <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is just like crazy i mean and the, you found them for a quid so if you can find them for a quid guys or i mean there's so much meat on them genuinely like you just said that it's it's worth even spending spending yeah. whatever on them yeah, they're you'd, great you'd, little pay, you'd
1: happily pay up to like three or four quid for one probably to be honest because of the amount of meat you do get on them
0: yeah definitely definitely and uh, i mean what did i do i did so I had the smoked turkey leg with a cranberry glaze and a bacon crumb sprinkled on top, and that was one of my dishes mm. for my uh, for my pop up, and that was that went down really really well. So, and then I was chatting to uh, the Smoky Oak guys, and they are doing a stuffed and sliced turkey leg with uh which is stuffed with porcini mushrooms chestnut and cumberland sausage which is served with an onion and parsley mash and a barbecue gravy on one of their pop-ups as well so that sounds sounds awesome yeah yeah yeah. i was chatting away there saying that i did it sounds really nice and i told them what i did the previous year as well just sharing ideas as you always do so yeah i mean that's uh a really not- another really interesting thing you could potentially do with yeah. the turkey you
1: know it's it's not a christmas recipe but like in well it can be a christmas recipe it was in our christmas book but our, our hot and fast beef ribs that was obviously like in, when we originally saw it from like ed gash didn't we from bunch of swines he was dabbling with it as well and we like went on to work on that a bit as well and that recipe's just become like very popular like yes around christmas time but just around general time like every barbecue event that i go to i'll see someone speaking at it and chatting about food and going oh have you tried the united Q's way of doing the beef ribs and it just seems to be still very popular you now andy williams it's probably one of his favorite ways to cook a beef short rib
0: yeah i mean people still tag me or tag the the post that we posted like however long ago it was in on the united q website as well Uh, as a recipe blog for hot and fast beef ribs and people still talk about it now so i mean it's a great way because beef ribs are i've said it many times before on the podcast many of the listeners will know it's like my favorite thing to eat barbecue and uh done right they can be amazing and they can take 10 hours 12 hours low and slow to get really really beautiful melt in your mouth meat sometimes uh but sometimes when you finish work and you decide last minute or what do i really want i'd love some beef ribs what can you do two hours turn out some pretty pretty damn tasty ribs yeah let's go for it so so yeah i think there's a bit of a game changer really the the hot and fast beef ribs yeah
1: yeah definitely and i do i still do Okay, I do like them probably like that, maybe 90% of the time, but every now and again do just go, oh, I do I do just think there's something different about just going low and slow and just doing it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the the dry brine, people were chatting about, it's basically saying that you, you mix your brine ingredients together, basically, but without the water. Yeah. And uh, you then lift the skin up, and you basically, like, so – I would lift the skin anyway because I usually uh, rub like a, a, a compound butter that I would have made and like herby butter or, or whatever it may be, bone marrow butter, smoked butter, and I'd rub that under the skin for it helps again keeping the bird really nice and moist and helps the skin crisp up in my opinion. So yeah, it's 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 what they've said is to get your hands in there uh, and loosen up between the skin and then basically then you sprinkle the mixture uh, in between the meat and the skin and also in the cavity so then like you then leave that in the refrigerator uh, for like a day but up to like three days i've been told and yeah so so then that's that's all it is all you need to, so that's like the dry brine rather than the wet brine so it'd be a little bit easier for people to do because again like i said like having a pot big enough that you can just sort of donate to 24 hours to brine the turkey and can be an issue and mm. so yeah just chucking it in the fridge could be a a good little option for people
1: yeah definitely yeah awesome um that's uh, probably not for you but for me at the moment like kind of christmas sides i've been getting already too into them i think we've like already been having sprouts pretty much every sunday roast for about the last six weeks or something where we normally try and save them for christmas but i was just like too excited that there was loads of sprouts in sainsbury so i was like i'm getting on the sprouts straight away
0: i think sprouts like have made like a massive revival over the last few years people love i've always loved me and my mum have always loved sprouts so like we'd be the weird weird ones at the dinner table at christmas munching all the sprouts where everyone else would be like oh i hate sprouts i've never got it i've always loved sprouts so i've been like singing and dancing when i've been walking in supermarkets seeing all these sprouts everywhere and then my mum brought home like a sprout tree a few years ago and i was yeah. like what yeah, i'd never even cool. seen one <laughs> i was like, I only ever seen like sprouts in like a like a i don't know like a bagel or whatever and i could pile in yeah. in the supermarket in the fruit and veg area and she came home with like a sprout tree like three four years ago and i was like oh my god mind blown so yeah so then we had a sprout tree which is awesome
1: yeah, I've saw, I literally saw them in Sainsbury's yesterday. I was in there and I was like grabbing some more sprouts and looked up and I was like, oh, the trees are here as well. <laughs> Should I get a tree instead?
0: That's <laughs> like next level sproutage, yeah. sprout trees. Yeah. And I saw that uh, Christian Stevenson, DJ Barbecue, just uh, had been working on a collab recently with the Yard Sale Pizza guys, and his pizza was. Uh, pancetta and crispy shaved sprouts yeah so that even had the sprouts in there and getting ready for the christmas vibe coming in so yeah i mean people are going a bit sprout crazy but it, like i said i mean i'm loving seeing it as i'm a bit of a, a sprout freak so so what have you been doing with sprouts then
1: well uh, we at the moment we've just been not going too jazzy with them we're just sticking with our roots with just like simplicity of mashing them up with a bit of butter and pepper and stuff like that and a bit of garlic in there um but still probably my favorite is the way that we did it in the book with the sprouts of the pancetta and some chestnuts and stuff but Mm. but we don't often do it because we've got a nut allergy in the house so we don't really have nuts very often so Mm, get rid of it when i when i get to when i get to treat myself and it's very nice (laughs) (laughs) i mean we
0: I mean, sides obviously are very important, but we jumped on a bit from like the turkey. Do you you hot and fast your turkey in the sense of, are you going to cook your turkey at like, say, let's go 350? uh, Or are you going to go low and slow? How do you cook your turkey for the best results?
1: Yeah, I think like last year, I tend to usually go for something around I don't know, the lower end, I was three fifty would probably be my max temperature. To be honest, I'm usually round three twenty, maybe. So go between the fringe and three fifty mark. Um, that's the tends to be the area that I go for. And I find that, well, last year definitely. I don't know if I maybe went a bit hotter with it last year, but it cooked a lot quicker than I thought it was going to last year. I'd I got up like really early. I got up at probably like maybe half five six and got it out on the smoker in the morning and was like thinking right that would give it plenty of time breakfast Well, yeah. i was like about like about 9 30 or something i was like oh god i think we're nearly there now um but <laughs> but resting your meat is a good thing <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I, I actually, with my poultry these days, as far as roasting goes, uh, or even roasting in the smoker, I tend to go a little bit hotter. I find that that, that yields like a a juicier sort of finish, so I tend to be cooking like uh, my, sometimes my chickens, roast chickens, like a smaller roast chicken at around 450, which is like stupid high, and then a, uh, like, for instance, like a smaller turkey, I might aim to go around the sort of 400 mark if I can get it around there. I mean, not amazing for smoke intake, but it still will do. It still will take on to smoke. You don't want massive smoke anyway with the no, turkey. No. But I'm going to go for it and go for around the sort of, on a smaller bird, and hit it around 400. Probably take around two hours. Uh, th- sorry, about two, three hours, yeah, uh, around yeah. 400, I reckon. And then, because uh, mine cuts really fast as well i think the brining speeds up the cook as well i don't know why i just feel that my turkeys have cooked like quicker in recent years and maybe the correlation is with brining so i've just pulled that that fact out of my yeah. behind because it yeah. might not be a fact at all but yeah, i do just think that experience. my turkeys have actually sped up and i've been cooking them a lot faster they've been hitting temp a lot quicker so so yeah and i mean you're aiming for obviously uh one sixty in the sort of thickest part of the breast, and then I bring it out and rest in during the rest it'll creep up to one six five, which is probably where you want to be. So so yeah, and that's the thing with turkeys, you really want to get it out like as it's coming up to that safe temperature because you don't want it going over any every single degree over is a drier and drier bird. So you want to get it out and let it come up to temperature whilst it's resting and then serve like the bird that's just cooked and it will be beautifully moist
1: mm. yeah definitely yeah i was I, I was really really happy of how moist and perfect it actually came out because i was very worried about <laughs> how quickly it got to this temperature but um yeah kept it wrapped up in foil tight and- got a little cloth over it and, and it was already <laughs> What were you doing here? you
0: cooking Christmas dinner or are you doing something else? <clears throat>
1: anyway, we're at the end of the podcast now
0: uh, Can we talk about sides? A few sides? You did we're, some uh, sprouts, go so on. what else? I did we say go...
1: sprouts, what, what do you
0: want to go for? Well, I don't know, you put me on the spot now
1: uh... It doesn't have to be from the book, it can be from the book or just do know what I'm maybe say... you've come up with something else
0: no, I've come up with nothing. But I'm yeah, going to you had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Yorkshire puddings. I'm a, no, I'm a freak. Not right? a Christmas dinner. Yeah, no, no, no. But please just hear me out here. Yorkshire puddings just go with everything. I'm yeah, not like. They are awesome. Who is it who like... Well, not who is it? The general public just. It's Yorkshire's with roast beef. Is that correct? It's the yeah. only one you have it with, roast yeah. beef? Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm someone that has Yorkshire's with roast chicken, roast lamb, roast. Yeah. Anything. Anything with the word roasting automatically is served yeah. with Yorkies. But
1: you will. So, if you go to a, like a carvery somewhere at a pub or whatever, then you just have a Yorkshire pudding, don't you, regardless of what meat you have even though you do usually have all the meats, that's part of a carvery. But uh, <laughs> actually yesterday I was I was staying in a Marston is it Marston's brewery that own the pubs and stuff. I stayed in one yesterday and they on their carvery
0: stayed
1: in a pub yesterday. <clears throat> well I stayed in the uh Hotel next to the pub. Stayed in a brewery yesterday, <laughs> uh, so that's fine. That's perfectly. How did normal. you get away with that? Work. <clears throat> it was a work trip. It's fine. <laughs> I'm a chef. It's research. Uh, right. So yeah, one of the options sure, you sure. could have. Well, <laughs> I like to think so. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> yeah. How, what what qualifies you as a chef? Do you have to have a qualification? Guess you do. Right. Let's move on. Um, what you can get there was. Instead of having a wrap, you could have a Yorkshire pudding with like all of the roast yeah. dinner rolled into yeah. it.
0: I think it's like a little bit, don't get me wrong, probably I'm just jealous, but I think it's like a little bit like, uh, what would you say, I don't know, like a bit of a fad at the moment. I've seen it sort of rolling around. People People have been doing it for a couple of years. I shared, so if you look at my Instagram, probably about, two years ago, someone did it in the UK and I shared it. And, uh, and I thought it was really cool back then. And I'm probably still jealous now, but I've seen (laughs) quite a few people. come up on like these sort of viral videos on my Facebook and stuff where go to this place in London and get a a whole roast dinner and a wrap. And I'm like, yeah, sounds lush, but it seems like it's the new fad of this year. So, so yeah, I mean, I probably will give it a go at some point, but I am. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Yorkie with, with anything yeah they do work with anything to be honest
1: mm, could, so I, I even like them as a had- dessert yeah you just pour golden syrup on them absolutely lush
0: do you know what right i actually so I, I put like a pinch of uh pinch of salt in with my yorkies and i forgot to do that the other day and they came out and they, they were like a little bit like pancakey waffly mm. flavor to be yeah. honest uh it was actually really strange that you say that because Sarah was like, they're really nice. They taste like a little bit like pancakey waffly." And I was yeah. like, hmm. <laughs> so then I tried it. I was like, well, they do a little bit. But it seems like you had a bit of gravy on them or whatever, like it was fine. Yeah. But uh, you could actually have had a bit of maple syrup on them and a chopped up banana in there with yeah. a blob of ice cream. cream on top and a blob <laughs> of ice cream. And you would have been in there. Yeah. So yeah, that could be a fairly interesting little take on it. Mm.
1: Yeah, so I definitely How... agree with you. There's n- nothing wrong with a Yorkshire pudding at
0: at any moment. So currently we've got turkey, uh Brussels sprouts, and a Yorkshire. So <laughs> yeah. that will do me. I'm happy. I'm yeah. sold. Yeah. Do you know anyone's cooked to Yorkie on on a barbecue? Yeah, yeah, we've done it, done it before. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Look, actually, my wife did them last time we were doing it. Louise, she's quite good at Yorkshire puddings, and she's like, "Oh, I'll do them out on the comrade." So she she did them on the comrade too.
0: Yeah. So obviously, with a Yorkie, like the the key thing is you you want a really hot oven. Yeah. Uh you want to preheat your tray with some oil in the tray, butter oil, cuz you want uh whatever it dripping, whatever you want to use, but you want it to be scorching hot in there uh before you put the batter in. That's like a key part of making the yorkie or getting a really good yorkie is pouring the batter into mm-hmm. an extremely hot uh tray with hot fat in the tray already. And basically you'll see it like instantly starts to like bubble up and probably looks like it's going to explode out the tray, but it doesn't, it's fine. Just pour your batter in and then uh, shut the lid again. And, and you've got uh, an awesome uh, Yorkie on the way and don't peek. That's another big thing. Do not peek Cause if you open that lid at the wrong time and they're just beginning to puff up and fill with air and, and look all beautiful. And you open that lid and there's a massive rush of cold air into that barbecue, which there will be at Christmas they will deflate like a balloon, and you'll be left with a little puddly Yorkshire pudding at the bottom. So, so yeah, those are those are my tips. But it's great to hear that uh, Louise is teaching you how to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if they do turn into those little puddly ones, then they still work well with a bit of golden syrup. So don't be, don't be too <laughs> yeah, disappointed. <but> Ben's just sitting <laughs> next to
0: the barbecue with golden syrup anyway, so yeah, he's just just
1: like, in case.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just in case it turn out good, or turn out bad. So. <laughs> He's just there anyway with golden syrup whilst Louise is teaching how to barbecue. It's actually nice to see Louise has been barbecuing loads recently. I've really, really enjoyed her. She's been doing loads of stuff. And even when before I left, when you were at work with me and she was at home barbecuing, and I'm like, no way. Like, What is going on here? And then I realized that she's actually the one that's always done all the cooking. (laughs) No. No. She is obviously Louise Forsey, so Barbecue Forsey yeah, The name Louise. fits,
1: it doesn't, I never said Ben for it. it's just Barbecue Forsey it. It's fine Yeah. Claim any oh, like anyone it. who's barbecues with that surname is part of the group
0: Ooh.
1: As long but as it's then, good
0: At least. You, <laughs> yeah, so how do you use a the name then? <clears throat> right, i have been charged. So we're probably blabbering on yeah, a bit yeah,
1: here just, I was going to lastly slip one in, Jazzy um, <laughs> of a uh, you up to all sorts of cabbage we had pit cabbage on our in our christmas book but i on our christmas dinner we were we always have um red cabbage with like the sultanas and stuff like that in it that's like quite a staple piece on our mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. Deal, christmas dinner christmas
0: dinner remember when we were doing the book and we were doing that cabbage and, and we were we got some really really good shots of me like sprinkling the salt on yeah. top of the cabbage were, were any of those shots used in the book no, nah. were they not? I don't I, think they I were. I think were they? so. No.
1: But they are some really nice ones.
0: Can you like... can you please have a look and send one to me? Because I really like those shots. They were really nice. We worked really hard. Like uh, we remember, like we were sprinkling it and trying to get it to pick up the sprinkles of the salt, and it was a really artsy moment, and it actually turned out really really cool. So
1: yeah, yeah. but I wasn't involved in it, so I cut it from the book. So.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine that probably would have been the yeah. case. But please yeah. send it across to me because I really, really enjoyed that photo. I might do. Uh, yeah, you probably won't. Yeah. But uh, uh, if I ask... I on-
1: sent you the other thing that you asked for like five months later, didn't I?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have this by <laughs> by the summer. You might get it by Christmas next year. <laughs> so yeah, we approaching the longest day of the year again and I'll randomly be sent a cabbage being sprinkled with <laughs> salt. And I'll say, what's this for? And you'll say, oh, you asked for it on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, thanks. No problem. Okay, so so no, cabbage now. recipe. No, 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 no. Cabbage we're way recipe. Way over the time. It's like eight minutes. Or and, all right, right. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, I'm the best cook. Bye. <laughs>
0: I'm the best cook. Bye.
1: Um, we will just do, we're we'll doing another podcast soon. Bye. I'm the best cook.
0: You're listening to your United, United Q Podcast. United Q. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Commado Joe, and Smoke With Shaq, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to Pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship-winning rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out Commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks... You can find them at smokewithshack.com and you can find them on Twitter at smokewithshack.